Hi, I'm Elena Joe with Big Picture Relationships, and today we are talking about building more meaning into your life. We are busy, time flies, and yet there are ways even in our normal daily life that we can find more fulfillment, more connection, and more joy. Let's jump in and talk about it. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Joe, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. Hey guys, today I'm going to start with a story, and I'm going to tell you about the first time I ever went to a bar class. Now this is bar, B-A-R-R-E, like ballet. It's kind of a combination of ballet, Pilates, yoga, a lot of core work, and it's really hard. It is the hardest exercise I have ever done. So there I was at my first class ever. This was years ago. I'm sweating. My legs are shaking. I think I'm going to die. And We're stretching at the end, and we're down in child's pose, which is your forehead against the floor, hips back, your hands are up to the sky, like stretched out in front of you, and this quiet voice at the end, this instructor says, take this moment for yourself. This is for you. Thank your body for how strong it is. Thank your body for what it does for you. You could be anywhere today, and here you are taking care of yourself. Take this moment for you. And I cried. I literally had tears in the corners of my eye. Now, I have had spiritual experiences my whole life and been connected, but this was an entirely new level of meaning I had never before thought about. And it happened in 30 seconds. It was a 30-second ordeal, and this continues to be my favorite part of the end of any bar class. And I've been to a variety of different studios, but this quiet, meaningful moment of gratitude and recognition of what I've just done and recognition of the meaning behind this activity that I've done is powerful in my life. And anytime I go to a bar class where I have an instructor who doesn't do that, I miss it. I miss it a lot. So small, mindful moments like this transform ordinary checklist every day. You know, just go to an exercise class. It's like a checklist item. But having a small mindful moment about it can transform an ordinary thing into a deeply meaningful event. We are busy. All of us, everybody, even listening to this, I know you are busy and your life is full of routines. You've got lists. You repeat things. Some of you feel like it's Groundhog's Day every day. It's get up, get ready, eat breakfast, go to work, or take care of the kids, feed them, nap time, meetings, commuting time, music, eat at the end of the day, wind down for a little bit, go to bed, get up, and start it all over again. And we get so busy doing, these are all good and necessary things, keeping ourselves alive, moving our families forward, but we forget that there is meaning behind a lot of these things that we do. And so a way to build more meaning into our daily lives is to, number one, just notice that meaning. There is a word that's used in my favorite trauma healing model, and you're not going to like this word at first, so stick with me. It's ritual. Now, we hear the word ritual, and I know immediately we all think of like cults or satanic or things that are we have to do in a prescribed and exact manner. But think about this for a moment, that a a routine with purpose behind it, with meaning behind it, can be considered a ritual. It is doing behaviors, a prescribed set of behaviors, with some meaning behind it. And when we look for that purpose behind why we do some of our routines, it brings a little bit more meaning into our lives, even amidst the busyness. Don't we all want more meaning? 
I'll give you another story example. I, when I had little kids, I remember this night sitting in my dark family room, surrounded by laundry on the floor. I was exhausted. My kids were really little. And I sat there listening to music and folding laundry. And I had this feeling overwhelm me that here I was touching all these items of clothing worn next to the skin of my loved ones. And any of you who are parents know this, this, this crazy emotion that you can't stand your kids sometimes and can't wait for them to go to bed. And as soon as they're asleep and you're feeling peaceful and regulated again, you miss them. And all you can do is think about how cute and adorable they are. Well, maybe it was one of those moments, but I sat there almost reverently folding and putting clothes into piles. And, you know, there's my daughter's pile and there's my son's pile and here's my husband's pile. And I felt this outpouring of love in my heart for this service that I could provide and touching all these items that would then be worn up close next to the heart, next to the skin of these people that I love so greatly. And I have never seen laundry the same in my life ever. I don't love when it piles up around my house, but I actually don't mind when I take the moment and sit down to fold it because I found some meaning behind this deeper, this thing that we have to do. So my suggestion number one today for how to build meaning into your life is to find the meaning that's already there. Find, like look more carefully at those things you do every day and find some sort of the ceremonial purpose or the service or your higher reasoning for why you are doing some of these things that you're already doing. Here's another example. My family gets dressed up and we go to church every Sunday. And I have come to love the ritual of us getting dressed up, having somewhere to be, sitting in a little row. I look down the row and see, even though, you know, I'm feeling murderous sometimes about who's noisy and all that. Maybe it's because my kids are getting a little older. It's not quite so bad. And I like that routine. This is a touch point, a checkpoint in our lives that is something we're doing for the purpose of having this thing that we do together, regardless of the worship service or not, is become a ritual and it has meaning to me because I'm showing my kids that we show up and we do things even when sometimes you don't want to. There are bedtime routines that we do. Any of you that have children, actually any of you that just go to bed yourselves, there's probably some sort of routine to that. Now let me start with the kids. Do you read books? Do you sing songs? Do you have stories? Do you cuddle? Do they do a bath before bed? Like there are usually some prescribed steps. Instead of viewing just the checklist, can you step back a little and see the meaning behind those things? Either the service you're providing or the connection that you're giving and think about that meaning and let it fill up your life. If you yourself have a bit of a bedtime routine. What do you do? Are you brushing your teeth, washing your face, uh, reading a book, talking to your partner? What do you do at the end of the day that helps you wind down? And what is the greater meaning in that? What is this greater thing that that's doing for your life? Notice these things. Because even in your busy life, I bet that there are higher, holier, more meaningful motivations behind a lot of the things that you do and why you do them. So take the time to notice them ponder them. Think about the meaning of your routines and let it fill you up. Back to my bar example, that was 30 to 60 seconds that happens once or twice a week. I'm not even like an avid goer that goes every day. I wish I were. But even once a week to have 30 to 60 seconds where I sit mindfully and think with gratitude about how powerful my body is and that time that I've taken for myself. I'll tell you, it's the longest exercise form that I have ever participated in. And I think that it's the meaning behind it. It's that catch that draws me, that brings me back. 
Also, that small, mindful, meaningful moment once or twice a week has changed the way forever that I view my body, that I view exercise and the purpose of it. And I'm just full of gratitude for my own strength. And I can't wait to get back and do it again because it holds so much more meaning for me than the shallow reasons that it used to or the checklist item that it used to. All right, let's move on to my second and final suggestion. This is not going to be a long episode. I've had some long ones lately. So my second suggestion for building meaning into your life is to create meaningful patterns. In parentheses here, we're going to say rituals or ceremony. But in case you hate that word, patterns that hold some greater, higher purpose for you. One thing that organized religion is really great at is providing power to their patterns of really rituals and expectations, you know, for personal study time, for tangible worship attendance, for those all those external things that we do that some people love and some people hate and love it or hate it. It provides a pretty powerful structure and routine and ritual in which to fit something that's really fuzzy otherwise. My, in my own life, my most centered and connected and meaningful seasons of time have absolutely been when I'm spending time doing a prescribed pattern like that. Reading, studying, pondering, serving, fulfilling these patterns of behavior that set up a framework to bring meaning into my life. Now, this doesn't have to be a religious thing. You just can't deny that there's strength to tangible, touchable patterns of behavior and brick and mortar gathering to worship that helps us hold on to the meaning of something that otherwise is really fuzzy, wispy, ephemeral, hard to hold on to, easily lost. Organized religion gives you a ready-made pattern and some accountability, which let's be honest, we all need some accountability sometimes, for continuing patterns that bring deep meaning into our life. But if that doesn't work for you, or if you miss what you used to get out of these structured form of meaning that came to your life from doing prescribed patterns, create your own. That's my whole second step here is to create your own patterns of meaning. I have a friend who's no longer part of a religion where her kids get to attend Sunday school and all that, and she takes them on meditation walks every Sunday. They go out, find the beautiful nature near where they live, and they spend 15 to 30 minutes walking, and the only thing her kids, who are middle-aged like mine, the only thing they're allowed to talk about is noticing the nature around them or the beauty or the creation. That's it. So it's meditative, mindful walks, something they've built into their routine to give a spot of a little bit deeper meaning in her life right there. In my family, we've created a dinnertime routine slash, I don't know, I guess you, I still hate that word, ritual, <laughs> a pattern with meaning behind it, where kids know now that they need to sit pretty quietly. And unless a grown up, and we do, my husband and I take turns asking, how was your day? What's something that made you laugh today? And one by one, they each take a turn in the spotlight. And the meaning behind that for us is that they're learning social skills. They're learning how to wait their turn. They're learning how to listen to other people. They are also feeling all the eyes of the whole family on them. And even, you know, my little kindergartner getting a chance to talk about the best part of his day and feel important and feel a sense of meaning because the others are paying attention to him. There, I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many ways. Let's talk for one second about my commute. I'm a therapist. I work with some really, really hard stuff that I can't talk about to other people. When I'm dealing with girls who've been through abuse and of the worst kind and dealing with the heaviness of being the hated one sometimes as the therapist pushing people, I need to go home to my family and have pieces of me left to give. So into my commute time, and I've usually have had about a 30-minute commute, I get to build music in. And I listen 
loud and powerfully, and that is catharsis to me. And it's not just because I'm killing time, but it really holds meaning and purpose for me to be able to unwind, relax, shift my emotional space, and have a, have a meaningful space all to myself that's just mine to kind of let my subconscious process some of the garbage that maybe I've dealt with that day, and then get to come home and give myself in a different capacity. That's an example of a meaningful ritual. Another place that you can see ritual is how meetings at work are started. Many of you who work in business, I imagine you start a meeting perhaps by reading the old minutes or by going through some prescribed set at the beginning of your agenda. Think about what that does. That brings, you know, let's say 12 different people who've been running 12 different directions that morning. They get together to a meeting. And when you walk through some of these prescribed steps, like for example, reading the past minutes, it slowly pulls people's heads into the meaningful meeting that's going to happen. And instead of jumping straight from thinking about one thing and having to jump into a meeting and jump right into some powerful work, you have a minute to transition because of the ritual that's there as you're talking and hearing other people reporting on things and it centers you, it pulls you together. There are purposeful moments of connection and meaning everywhere that you can build into your life, into your workday. And to increase the meaningfulness, figure out where in your life you need a little bit more meaning or connection or in the lives of your relationships or in your children and create something. You have a chance to think deeply, to step back and from a big picture view looking down, think, what do we need here? What did I used to have or what do I want to create differently so that we have a little bit more meaning in our lives And you get to create that and then hold yourself accountable to it, which is tricky. But if you know it's good for you, much like exercise or these other things we do, build it into your lives and make it happen. As I wrap up here, I told you guys this would be short. We can increase the meaningfulness of the life that we are living right now. I'm not talking about doing things dramatically different, but you will find more meaning in your life and meaning in that quietly happy sort of way by doing two different things. Number one, Look around at what you're already doing. Take a big picture view of why you're doing some of those things. Even if you're as busy as can be, think about why some of those things are happening. And if you put that forefront in your mind to be more aware, to be more mindful and open your heart to the meaning behind what you're doing, you will find a little bit more happiness and meaning in your daily life. And the second one, Build some meaningful rituals into your life. Create a commuting ritual, like I talked about, or create a bedtime ritual. And I'm not just talking about your kids. You could have one for yourself. How do you wind down at the end of the day? There are awesome things. Google this. I have a friend who has an entire course about building a fulfilling bedtime routine. Find family rituals. Find things that you can do, your own spiritual rituals and connection that keep you centered and keep you finding meaning in your life here and now and all along your way. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thanks for hanging out with me here. You can also find me on Instagram at Big Picture Relationships, where I will give you all sorts of ideas for meaning every day. Thanks for joining me. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos, along with any handouts mentioned in this episode. Find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders. And join the big picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from Elena Joe. Thanks for joining us.